0: Hi and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast show. In this episode, I'm going to go over if you have a bad product or if it's user error, and there is a difference. Of course, there are bad products out there, defective products, but there's also a lot of user error in the installation process or the actual use process of the product. So I'll go over the differences here and I'll highlight a few examples of each of these so you can get an idea as you're trying to troubleshoot an issue you may having with your pool equipment, your cleaner or some other pool-related product. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy podcast show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professional's trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy, and solutions and expertise to do it right. So I'll start by mentioning the fact there are definitely bad pool products out there. There's also defects in products. There may even be a whole set of defects depending on the product and maybe a run of products for instance about four or five years ago there was a big run on defective pentair replacement motors for your one or two horsepower pumps that would last maybe three or four months and then they would die or stop running or burn out and this was a whole run of this particular product Hayward had a problem with their variable speed pumps with their drives um, for a couple of years they've corrected that problem So there can be actual defects in the product through the manufacturer, and this does happen. You'll see it on a larger scale if you're in the service industry and you're actually doing pools. You'll see various customers with the same equipment, with the same failures, and that is not uncommon, and this happens a lot. So that does exist, and there's also bad pool products, products that don't work. A lot of times when I'm reviewing a product, if the product is really bad, I don't film it. I don't put it out there. So you're only going to see products on my channel that I've tested and reviewed that actually work. Products that don't work, I tell the manufacturer they need to actually fix this problem and get it working correctly. And also you'll see negative reviews on Amazon or other outlets for this particular product. And you'll realize that this product is no good. Typically the manufacturer will eventually pull the product off the market, maybe reset it after a year or so, and then relaunch the product. With the next generation version of it, that's much more improved. So there's definitely a lot of room for improvement in some products. I do a lot of beta testing for companies for their pool products, and I get first-hand looks at things, unable to use the experience I have from testing the products to know what actually is a good product and what's a bad product out there. So definitely are bad. there are bad pool products out there, and when you look at the reviews online, you'll see a lot of the negative aspects of that. Uh, for a particular product. And then on the flip side of all this is definitely user error or installation error. I see this a lot with automatic pool cleaners. A lot of times you you can't get these professionally installed if you're a homeowner. It's just not worth calling the local pool store to get someone out there to install it for you. It's not cost effective. If you have a pool service company they definitely should be able to install the cleaner without any problems. So there are some difficulties with installing a pressure cleaner, and a suction side cleaner. And I'll cover a few of these things here so that maybe when you buy your new automatic cleaner, you won't have these problems. And I'll start with the suction side cleaner. The first one is, of course, it may not be the cleaner that's the problem, but maybe your equipment. So a lot of times, if you haven't had a cleaner hooked up to your pool, or if you're having problems with your current cleaner and you're gonna replace it because it's not working properly, it may actually be something with the equipment itself. A lot of times, if air gets into the system, Basically, your pool pump works by being an airless environment, which means only water is in the system. And if any air gets into the pool pump or into the lines, um, either from maybe there's a, the O-ring on the pump is bad or there may be a leak on the pipes, you might not even be able to see any visible water dripping, but the pipe could be melted. This happens a lot when the pump runs hot because the water level was low in the pool or there was a clog somewhere and the pump was trying to pull the water and there was no water being pulled so um, that will melt the pipes usually at the top of the pump or the discharge or in front of the pump and this will cause a problem with the suction side pool cleaner when you're connecting it because technically you're adding about thirty feet of hose to the system so if there's an air leak in the system and it's trying to pull thirty more feet of hose or water through the hose it's not going to be able to do it and that's why it's easy to test this very easy just unhook the cleaner from the pool and if the pool primes up without the cleaner attached to the skimmer or side port then you more than likely have a vacuum leak or air leak or suction leak however they want to, you want to term it and the, um, the way to fix that of course is to isolate it the first thing you want to do is check the pump lit O-ring to make sure that it's new and it's not leaking there check all the drain plugs on the pump make sure that there's O-rings inside there also make sure that O-ring is intact There'll be a little drain, usually in the wet end of the pump where the lid goes on at the bottom. Make sure the O-ring in there is good. You may also have a leak, of course, at the discharge and at the suction. One of the tricks that I do is I get a grocery bag um, and I tie it to the front of the pump and the top of the pump at the threaded parts. And I tie it really good so that no air will get in there. And then if the pump primes up well with the cleaner attached, then you know you have a discharge or a leak in front of the pump. In the threaded area. Very common to happen and this threaded area is where most of the air leaks come from so that's one thing you want to check. And so again just to recap if, you have a, if you're trying to connect the suction side cleaner and you're adding 30 feet of hose and you notice that the pump loses its prime, the cleaner doesn't move, it's not the cleaner itself. It's definitely um, an air leak getting in there not allowing the system to pull the water the extra 30 feet that it needs to pull it. If you remove the cleaner hose from the the line or from the skimmer and the pump primes up fine, then that's the air leak is probably what's causing it. And if you go to manually vacuum your pool, you're going to have the same exact problem with your vacuum hose. You're adding another 30 or 40 feet and the pool won't be able to pull water either with your manual vacuum hose attached. So that's the number one thing that I notice when people are connecting their cleaner. The other problem with the suction cleaner is getting the suction correct to get the cleaner moving correctly in your pool. Some cleaners are easier than others to set, some are more difficult. If you're connecting it at your vacuum side port, typically there's a Jandy valve there that controls the flow from the skimmer to the side port. And believe it or not, you're gonna need a lot of suction to the side port to get the cleaner moving, more than you would think. So you wanna move that valve until you kinda hear the pump cavitating or the water kind of um, bubbling in the pump, and then you'll see the cleaner moving. You can test this also by just turning the valve all the way to the cleaner, full suction. Um, the pump will definitely cavitate a lot in there because the cleaner mouth is smaller, so going will let less water into the pump. But you'll see the cleaner moving very rapidly, and that indicates that that line is working correctly. Then you would adjust it down. Again, you're gonna need more suction than you would think with a suction side cleaner attached to the side port or vacuum port. If you attach it to your skimmer, you want to adjust the regulator valve that came with the cleaner. And you're going to close off most of the flow through the skimmer to get the cleaner working because it needs a lot of suction to actually move in your pool. If you have a variable speed pump, you want to make sure you're running it at a higher RPM. If you're running at a lower RPM and you're trying to set the cleaner, you could run into a problem with it not moving because it doesn't have enough speed to move. So definitely set your pump at the highest RPM with the variable speed pump. So start it at 3,400 RPMs and then dial it down until the cleaner is moving at a good rate at a lower RPM. Also if your filter is dirty, this could also cause the cleaner not to move. So they recommend that you clean your filter before you install any suction side cleaner. And then of course you wanna make sure you have the right size filter and pump for this. Typically 3 4 horsepower or greater, and they prefer to have a larger filter. They work a lot better with it. But you could run a cleaner off of a 100 square foot cartridge filter, no problem, as long as your pump is 3 4 horsepower or greater. And they make specific cleaners for low horsepower if you have a small pool with a low horsepower pump or an above-ground pool, they actually make specific models for above-ground pools. Um, Penter makes a Little Rebel. And then, of course, the bouncing-type cleaners, the Zodiac Ranger. So all those are set or designed for pools with lower suction. Um, so those are some of the things that could happen when you're setting up the cleaner that cause it not to move if you have a suction-side cleaner connected to your equipment. And then, of course... There could be some other errors with the cleaner. But those are the most typical outside of installing the cleaner incorrectly. It's the system not running properly or not setting the proper flow for the suction cleaner. So before returning it, I suggest, you know, you can email me, of course, and I can definitely help you with your cleaner specifically. We can also call the manufacturer or go to the pool store where you purchased it from and let them see what's wrong with it. I also carry a spare cleaner on my truck. So a lot of times I'll be testing automatic cleaners with a cleaner that I know works properly. I'll take the cleaner head off, the suction cleaner, and put my cleaner on that's from my truck that I know is working. And if it moves in the pool fine, then I know that it's the cleaner itself is the problem and not the setup of the equipment. And if the cleaner doesn't move, then I know that it's probably something equipment-wise or the suction's not set correctly. So if you do pool service, it's a good idea to carry a spare automatic cleaner head in your truck so that you can actually test the cleaner out. If you have a neighbor with a pool, you can definitely take your cleaner to your neighbor's house and see if it works properly. I know a lot of people do that and I suggest to do that if you're a do-it-yourselfer. You want to take the cleaner to your neighbor or take it to the pool store, they can look at it to make sure that it's mechanically sound. But of course, if it's a brand new cleaner you just purchased, it should work fine in the pool. There may be a defect with the cleaner that's pretty rare, but it's typically it's the equipment that's the problem when you're setting up the cleaner. When you're installing a pressure side cleaner, there could be a number of things that can go wrong. Number 1, you want to make sure that the booster pump activates at the same time as the pool filter pump. So the way the pressure cleaners work is it works off of the existing pool pump and a booster pump and they both have to be running at the same time otherwise there won't be enough water flow through the booster pump to the pressure cleaner to get it moving. So a lot of installation errors I see with the Polaris 280 for example is that the customer is installing it but they don't realize that the booster pump and main pump need to run at the same time for it to work effectively. And so they'll turn on the booster pump and see the cleaner not moving and they'll say it's defective because it's not working. In reality, it needs to be connected and both booster pump and the main pump have to be running at the same time so the water has enough flow to get the cleaner moving. Another problem is not having the cleaner installed correctly at the wall connector. There's two discs. There's a blue and a red disc to help with the flow. You can also connect it without the disc. You can also regulate the flow with the valve right there at the quick disconnect. All these need to be set properly for the cleaner to move properly in the pool. Again, having a pool service professional install it is probably the best thing you can do. They would just charge you the minimum service charge to come out there and install it because you have to also adjust the hose length. You may have to adjust the floats. So there's a lot of things involved when installing a pressure cleaner. I have some videos on my channel that show you how to install, like for instance, Polaris 280, and definitely refer to those. If you have a return side cleaner, There's also a lot of problems installing those because they work off off of the existing pool return and don't use a booster pump. So you may have to close off certain return lines. You may have to adjust the flow to certain return lines. So a lot of different things are also involved in installing a pressure return side cleaner, non-booster pump pressure cleaner. I know that's confusing, but they do make models that work off of your return line without the booster pump. Like for instance, the Polaris 360 and those can also be very difficult to install. So I wouldn't say the cleaner out of the box is not working. It's definitely an installation problem because if you have a booster pump and you're installing a pressure cleaner, it should work fairly well if you connect it correctly and have the booster pump running along with the main pool pump. I'll briefly touch on robotic pool cleaners here, and there are definitely some robotic pool cleaners that could have a defect. So they're really complicated uh, pieces of machine machinery and definitely in the manufacturing process, there can be a defect in your particular unit. So, if you drop your robotic pool cleaner in the pool, you turn it on, it's pretty simple. Yes, plug it in, turn it on, and drop it in. Or actually, plug it in, drop it in, and turn it on. Otherwise, you're going to have a problem if you do it in the order I said first. And if it's not moving or it stops moving or something happens, definitely it's probably defected because you shouldn't have a problem during the warranty period. The manufacturers will warranty the robotic pool cleaner. To the point where they know that they're going to work fine usually a two-year warranty for in some cases sometimes a three sometimes a one-year warranty so you can rest assured that at the warranty point the cleaner is going to work up to that point and then after that you may have some problems so if you have a robotic pool cleaner with a two-year warranty pretty much they know that it's going to work for two years without any issues and then year two to three you may have to change parts or replace parts and things like that so if it's not working within the first month or two or six months, definitely I would say that unit is defective and send it back to the manufacturer, take it back to the pool store you purchased that. doesn't happen very often, but you'll see it happen and you'll see the reviews online of a particular cleaner that has some failures. The manufacturer usually corrects that with the next generation and there's no problem moving forward. But that's probably the only thing that could happen to a robotic pool cleaner if it stops working in the first few months. I would say it's defective for sure. Another problem is the variable speed pumps, depending on the manufacturer and the controller. For instance, if you have a Jandy variable speed pump and you're using the JEP-R controller, it's a super complicated controller. I don't know why Jandy created this thing, it's complicated for us to use it as pool professionals and extremely complicated for the homeowner to use. I prefer the IQ Pump01 with the Jandy variable speed pumps. You would use your phone app, it makes everything very, very simple. So that would be a problem. I wouldn't say that would be a bad product. Well, it falls under the category of an overly complicated product. Um, but there's a lot of user error with the Janney JEP-R. Um, the Pentair IntelliFlow pump can be very difficult to program for the homeowner. I don't like the fact that the menu and the select button and the enter button, what they should function as, don't. And you have to kind of overthink it when you're programming the IntelliFlow pump. The Superflow is really good. It's very simple to program. The Hayward pumps are also very easy and simple to program now. So I think um, manufacturers are moving away from the more complicated um, user error type uh, systems where you can actually make mistakes programming it. But of course there are defects. I mentioned in the beginning that Hayward had drive failure problems with their pumps. Um, Those have been corrected. So you'll see problems pop up here and there with variable speed pumps that are on the market or coming out to the market. And again, those are usually corrected pretty quickly by the manufacturer. Automated systems are a whole nother thing that are very complicated for the homeowner to use. A lot of manufacturers are simplifying it. I know that Hayward has the VS Omni. The app's really good. Pentair's app is really good, so is Jandy. So it makes it a lot easier to use it through the app. But then again, you have to upgrade your system in order to get that working or have a newer system. The older systems are a little bit more difficult um, with the menu and the screens, and so those definitely don't have many problems. I've run into a handful of automated systems where you know a relay will fail and a pump will run 24 hours, or someone sent the actuator valve backwards, so instead of spa fill, spa drain, those are easily correctable. But as far as having the whole system fail, they are pretty much extremely reliable all the major manufacturers did extensive testing to make sure their systems work correctly. What I do see out in the field is someone trying to connect a variable speed pump to say an Aqualink system. They're using a Hayward VS pump trying to connect to the Aqualink system. Uh, The Jandy Aqualink is not going to communicate with each other. The Hayward and Teleflow pump you can connect to the Jandy Aqualink but it's much preferable or much easier to connect the manufacturers variable speed pump to the manufacturers automated system same goes with the heater and things like that so if you are upgrading your equipment pad or having a pool installed um, it's logical to have everything the same manufacturer to eliminate any kind of problems um, with the setup or programming or communication with the pumps to the automated system it just makes a lot of sense to do that if you have that if you want to talk about valve actuators these are the things that control the valves from pool to spa mode. I really prefer the Jandy valve actuators. They have the least amount of failure. Next would be the Hayward ones. They also have a low level of failure rate. The Pentair Comp Pool valve actuators are the worst. They have a high failure rate. If you find a valve actuator not working, it's usually the Pentair version of it versus the Jandy or Hayward version. I don't really like the generic versions, although Intermatic does make one that's pretty good, but if you want to reduce the amount of failures with your system, I would say the Jandy valve actuators are superior. You'll find most of the pools already, most of the builders are already using the Jandy valves when they have any kind of valves between uh, pool and spa mode. The Jandy valves are very highly effective, long-lasting, and don't have any mechanical problems. So the builders will put in Pentair equipment, but a lot of times you'll see them put in the Jandy valves and they'll use Jandy valve actuators um, with the new installs. So those of us in the industry already know what products work well, which ones fail, or which ones have a high failure rate, and the Jandy actuator is a good example of that. And the Jandy valves, if you have a pool, you'll see that typically it's a Jandy valve because installers and builders know those are the best um, diverter valves you can put in, or three-way valves or two-way valves you can put into a pool. Um, as far as other failures, there are you know a number of different things that can go wrong with the pool equipment, you just kind of have to take the good with the bad. You know, There, you have to take your chances when you buy a product that has been tested and it's been vetted by the manufacturer. But I've had filters crack within the first six months. Um, the fiberglass filter cracked because of a, a defect. And then you have weird things like the clamp on the Hayward filters. Um, they fixed that problem uh, going forward, but the clamp would just look really bad. It would deteriorate and the power, powder coating paint would come off of it. And it would look like that clamp is defective but it was just the powder coating on the on the actual clamp that went bad. Um, I've seen weird things like that happen in the industry and again the manufacturers try hard to correct it. So the bottom line I think is that most of the problems you're gonna have with your variable speed pump, with your automatic cleaner, with your automated system, with the valves, with anything like that, it's more or less user error not saying that you don't know how to set it up or use it correctly. But there are things that you may not be aware of that need to be done. Like, for instance, programming the variable speed pump. You may not uh, program it correctly. You may not have it set for a run time. It may just be like on an egg timer where no program is set in there. So those are all factors. A lot of the manufacturers will put a pre-program, um, pre, will program a schedule, pre-program a schedule, I guess, in the, the system when they sell it. So like the super Superflow VS will have a default program set and same with the Jandy because they know that the JP-R is so complicated that you need to have something set up already in there otherwise the pool is going to sit there dead. Um, So they'll actually pre-program something so you have to actually change that program so definitely go in there and um, look at the manual and change the preset programs to get the pool running correctly. You may not like what time the, the pump comes on in certain cases and then with the automation there could be a lot of different things they have to learn with an automated system for your particular um, type of system. So definitely look at the manual of the particular product and call the helpline, call the manufacturer. A lot of them you can email directly with your question or problem and definitely I'm here to help you out too if you have a problem. You can email me at david at com and I can help you with the automatic cleaner install or a question with an equipment problem. I'm definitely here to help you with that and as more and more Uh, pool equipment gets complicated, you can add on things like UV and ozone and then you have pre-sediment filters. Um, All these add to the complexity of maintaining your own pool or servicing pools and definitely there's a big learning curve, definitely if you service pools for that reason. So if you're a homeowner looking for more resources definitely check out my website swimmingpoollearning.com. I have an ebook and a print book available for you there, plus a lot of helpful web pages. And if you do service uh, for a living and you want to enhance your business or just are just starting out, definitely check out my coaching program. You can learn more about that at PoolGuyCoaching.com. There's a lot of helpful things in there, including texting me and calling me in real time, plus a lot of great benefits and discounts. And you can definitely learn more about that, again, at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show The Pool Guy Podcast Show